Hello, everyone, and happy Halloween. Although by the time you're listening to this, it won't be Halloween anymore, but it is for us here at Digitama Castery. So we're going to say happy Halloween anyway, because, you know, how could we not? So I'm here. It's Humilos. Welcome back. And joining me today, we have two other cast members. Good morning, Ao. Hey, everybody. Good morning and belated happy Halloween. And then we also have joining us Vince. Good morning. All right, so new episode of Ghost Game came out last night, so we're going to talk about that in just a minute, but we've got a couple other subjects to talk about first. So first and foremost, I want to talk about what games we've been playing of the non-Digimon variety, because funny story, I don't actually care for most Digimon games, so I don't play a lot of Digimon games. I usually play other things that are vastly different. I'm not an RPG guy myself. So I, of course, have been playing the heck out of Metroid Dread. Um, I have been trying lately to figure out the best route to go for 100% for myself. I try to do it glitchless. So there's a lot of glitches in that game and they have been have just broken apart. Um, it, that, that game is so incredibly broken as far as the speedrunning scene goes. So is it really I try to do it glitchless. Broken? It's pretty dang broken. Wow. Um, like th there's a lot you can do to really, um, like th there's some clips you can do, first of all, that like skip huge portions of battling the Emmys. You can do, um, this little thing where your beams basically can go through walls without having wave beam and wave beam is a very late well spoilers <laughs> wave beam is a very late game item so m you shouldn't be able to really shoot through walls at all until very late in the game but yeah you can just kind of just do that using a very not even hard to execute glitch um you could do some bomb jumping underwater that normally wouldn't be possible and yeah so it's it's pretty broken as far as that goes so which makes a lot of Metroid fans very happy because that's why everyone loves Super Metroid to begin with is because it's very broken <laughs> and you can tear through that game in wild ways. So um, I'm not a big fan of using major glitches myself, so I've just been kind of trying to do this as vanilla as possible. Although I've been discovering that a lot of the intended sequence breaks you can do are actually time wasters rather than time savers. Hmm. So that's fun, but... I'm still enjoying the game very, very much. I love the boss battles in it, especially. I've got, I have had a great time with those. And as a longtime Metroid fan, some of the story elements, which surprised me to say, because I don't care about story in Metroid games, but they still put in just enough stuff to where I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. So, <laughs> yeah, my roommate just beat it yesterday, and uh, he it took him quite some time to get the final boss beat. He uh, he like memorized the first phase, and then the second phase is like, I don't, I don't know how I can do this. Yeah, second phase is insane, especially because the the third time I did on my third run, I was doing it without like barely anything. I, I didn't have very many items and I didn't even have space jumps. So it was not easy, but holy cow, <laughs> was it fun to do with that. So it, it, that boss kicked my butt a whole lot the first time I did it. So it's, uh, I very much appreciated that rather than just being the normal Metroid boss style of shoot pew, pew. until dead. And that's about it. It just sponges damage and that's about it. So, which I know, like, I don't know, there's, there's good things in both ways, but I like having this refreshing boss method, even though I know a certain other mod who is not here with us today, unfortunately, would absolutely say the opposite. This would have been a good <laughs> one to save for Ray coming on. That's true. And we could have really hashed it out. Hmm. Yeah. But apparently he shares opinions with one Andy Kluth, who you may know as a artist who did a lot of stuff with Dorkly, a lot of Dorkly comics, but hmm. he's also a freaking big Digimon nerd. I don't know if people know mm. that, but he is, he's a VPET fan. 
So that's what I've been playing. Vince, what about you? What have you been nice. playing? I've been playing a lot of Kenna Bridge to Spirits. Oh, I want to play that. That game has been fantastic. I like last week I spent about 10 hours straight just playing it. It's very I didn't realize it was a triple A. Like, it wasn't a triple A game. It was an indie title. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like some AAA Sony release, but no, they just published it. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, they at least bankrolled it to some degree, right? Yeah, Sony did? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they published it, and it's just like, it's got that charm. It's got like that kind of almost Pixar quality of animation and characters. And you know why like, that is, right? Why? Okay, so Ember Labs, the people who made it, I don't know if mm-hmm. you uh, knew this or not, but they were actually responsible for a few animated shorts um, in years oh. past. Specifically, the one that really blew up was one about Majora's Mask. Um, and Interesting. I don't remember the t- title of the short specifically, but it was beautifully done. Like It was immediately noticeable mm-hmm. like how just high quality it was, and that really carried over to the game. Nice. Oh, yeah, no, the, the game is gorgeous. Uh, it's not a happy game either, oh. and that's been a bit of a treat. It's very much like, a, it's very morose very melancholy but it's like you're happy at the same time you're crying about it um and then the the gameplay gets me big jack and daxter vibes mm. so if you're a fan of that style of like kind of collect-a-thon platformer very much like that it's been it's been a treat i've been really enjoying it yeah i gotta get it i, w- I meant to get it last month but i didn't realize it was digital only and not that i really mm. need a physical copy for playstation since playstation's like oh you have a disc too bad. We're going to copy everything <laughs> to this system and you can't even do anything with the disc except DRM stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's almost like buying a disc on a PlayStation these days is right. the worst idea. But um, but I definitely want to get, my wife especially really wants to play it. She's a, she's a big fan. Of Very much it. recommend it. Very yeah. much recommend it. Super fun. Nice. Super, super fun. And with the PS5, the like the um, the controller, like when you use your bow, it's very much like doing that whole like trigger it's got that tension thing yes yeah. that that adds that little extra touch super fun yeah i'm looking forward to that one ayo what about you so i'm a normie when it comes to video games and i'm a, <laughs> I'm a normie with a problem um i still can't get past animal crossing that's the thing like i mainly play anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'm approaching a thousand hours actually um so yeah i'm super excited for this coming uh friday the 5th for the the new update and things but um i just i really got into this when i think we're at it's the switch and i can just sit down with it and you know adulting is hard um by the time you get dinner cooked and some (laughs) things done around around the place it's like that's all i have time to do is to check on my villagers uh (laughs) and check in with them but um, I did recently get the Castlevania Anniversary Collection from Limited Run Games. It finally came in. Um, so I played that a little bit um, the other day. Um, and, of course, with uh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes coming up, um, I'll definitely be playing those a lot. So, like I said, I'm I'm a Nintendo kid and I, definitely a normie when it comes to games. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Those are some good, mm. those are some good things. Um, I, I did do Animal Crossing for a little bit. It wasn't my thing. But I did enjoy my time with it, at least. I was huge into it back on the GameCube, at least. Yeah. That was, uh... But I also think that might have just been because I could play Balloon Fight on it. And <laughs> that's, that's most of what I did. <laughs> All right. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. So let's move on to the Digimon portion of our program. So we have a conundrum in the world of Digimon. So back when the Pendulums first released, we got six fields that were created, right? We Nature Spirits, Deep Savers, etc. We know all of them. 
So those were used in the card game. Those were a major part of early Digimon is those several fields. And then the progress came out and they actually introduced some new fields. So the first one, Dragon's War, got really adopted as a field. That one became, yes, that's definitely a field. Armageddon Army is like, well, this is just Fire Busters and Nightmare Soldiers. That's not really its own thing. And then Animal Coliseum is like, what? <laughs> It's like it's a fun theme. Like it's got a lot of good Digimon on it, but it's like I wouldn't call that a field either because animals are in everything in Digimon. Um, and then down the road, the Excel came out. They kind of incorporated the fields as the DNA in the Excel. And so they added an eighth one. In addition to the first six, Dragon's Roar, they had insects and plants as the final DNA, which that got incorporated into card game alpha as jungle troopers. And that's where we're at right now, is that we have all these other devices that each have a field related with them. So we have all the pendulums, we have the Pendulum Progress version one, but Jungle Troopers has never had its own device. And the closest we've come is with the Hermit in the Jungle DIM, which I definitely accept that as being a Jungle Troopers thing. But what I wanted to ask is what if we were to see a Jungle Troopers Z device done in the same style as Pendulum Z, where we've got the classic 3666 um, layout that the Pendulum Z's used for their evolutions, where it's mostly Digimon that haven't been in virtual pets before, but maybe one or two that were there previously, and then some new Digimon. So what Digimon would we see in such a device? So Jungle Troopers is actually my favorite field. I've always been a fan of the insects and plants variety of Digimon. So I like I, I really got into this and made made up my own little roster here. Oh, yes. But, uh, man, it's tough. They're very stingy on how many Jungle Trooper Definitely. field Digimon there are. Yeah, name so three like, vaccine ones. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I could probably try, but, like, I need to do a lot of res more research. But there there's some in there that we've never really seen on a device past, like, I think the D3 and the D-Terminal has a couple that's never seen the light of day. And those would be sweet. So I've gotten, I've got like, I've, I don't know if I want to just get into my roster. Yeah, yeah do it. Let, just, just run right down it. So, I, I started with Neokimon as, as the baby, right, baby one. We got, I couldn't, I couldn't decide if I wanted to go Budmon or Tenemon between for baby two. I think I kind of lead towards Budmon a little bit, and then we got Floramon, Lalamon, Tentamon as the children. Maybe a little, a little sneaky Wormmon, who's already been on one of the Pendulum Z's, but Wormmon's great. You, I can have him on more. I'm okay with that. Uh, for adults, there's there's quite a few options, and I think I skewed my, my vaccine data virus ratio a little too much, but it's really <laughs> tough because there's not a lot of vaccines, so I'm cheating right. a little bit with Stingmon. I'm going to call him a vaccine. Well, they did that uh, on the but, Pendulum Z. They did use free mm -hmm. types in place of some other types, so that's yeah, not a problem. So he, you can kind of count there. Uh, Kiwimon, we haven't really seen them on a device too often. Um, Sunflowmon, it's personal favorite. Vegemon, got the virus in there. Um, Butterflamon, that one is an armor yeah. type that we've not really seen on a device outside of the D3. And I, I really like his design. It's like a golden armored sun, uh, like butterfly dude. Super cool. Um, same thing with Quattlemon. Another really neat on the D3, and I think the terminal of just like a a snake we don't see a lot of snakes not like that and then shurimon another armor type that could see a release out of digivice and i was a little sad he wasn't on the wind guardians with uh 
Wasn't Hawkmon on the mm-hmm. Wingardians? Yeah, Hawkmon was on Wingardians. Yeah. I would have liked to see that with Hawkmon, because that's kind of like the thing in the in, in Frontier, or uh, Tamers. Uh, so those, that is six, or I'm sorry, seven adults, but let's say the, the Wormmon, Stingmon line is like the Agumon of this device. I'd be okay with that. I, I had a really hard time finding a sixth perfect. I could probably pick one, but like, I went with Rose uh, Rosemon because it's one of my favorites. Uh, Dino Beemon because I got Stingmon. Ukawamon, Lilamon, and then Sandramon. Sandramon's one that I, I really like the design for, but you don't really see too much. You're talking about the snake guy, yeah? Yeah. Okay, okay. Who may be relevant. Yeah, in very soon, yes. Very soon. So I thought that was kind of fitting, because it kind of fits into the anime. Um, for ultimates, I had Lotusmon, Tiger Vespamon, because he, he needs to come out of the, the Pendulum X, Get him out, bring him back. He's You're bringing ex-antibodies now, no. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit. They did some of that, the other pendulum Z's, just a little bit. Um, Grand Quagamon. I wanted to fill this with just all the, the Quagamons, and I got Hercule Kabuterimon up here, too. Um, I couldn't, couldn't think of, like, other ones who aren't just more virus types to put in here. Yeah. And then some Super Ultimates for Fleezymon, and then Chaosmon. Just, that's kind of like, more kind of influenced a little bit by the card game because the green decks tend to run those cards. And I was like, I, I like them anyways. We got Lotusmon and Lilamon, minus Rosemon, Lotusmon. Let's get that Jogress in there. But that would be like my my kind of ideal Jungle Trooper Z. Sounds good. Very nice. Very nice. Ayo, what are you thinking? Do you agree or do you? No, hate I think some they're all pretty decisions? great. And um, thinking about it as well, just trying to think thematically with some of the other Zs. I think the Lalamon line would fit perfect because the other Savers um, Digimon are in uh, different fields for the Pendulum Z, so I think that one would fit perfectly. I didn't go that route, but um, I definitely see it fitting in there. I think it's a, I think it's overall a good roster. I will say I think that I want to. There's there's a few repeat offenders in there that I think uh, I would replace with. So. On mine, I don't have like a complete one, but I have a general idea of what I want. And the, pro- the big problem I found is that I was really pulling from Wingardian Z a lot when I was thinking about yeah. it. And that's because uh, it's basically a plant focused device as it is. So <laughs> Wingardians is weird that way. Cause like the way Bandai looks at it is like, oh, well, Jungle Troopers, that's just nature spirits right. and Wingardians now, because why not? But- Bugs go in sky, yeah. Wingardian. Yeah, there you go. So. Yeah, with mine, um, so I was leaning towards Leafmon and Minomon as the babies, because they kind of represent both sides of the bugs and the plants. And then for the children, there's nothing for vaccine except Tentomon. So I want a new Digimon right. there. <laughs> I'd like mm. to see um I'd like to see a vaccine plant in that place. Um, because we just simply don't have one. And then Pomomon making a return for um data, and then Kunemon for virus. And Kunemon is a hard choice because I really wanted to go with Kokabuterimon because I like it a lot, but Kunemon I feel like just does not get enough recognition for what it is. It's like one of the original Digimon and just no one cares about poor little Kunemon. So I'd want that to go in there. Um, for adults, so I ran into a similar problem as you, obviously. So um, <laughs> vaccines would be Sneemon and Stingmon, except Stingmon's a free type, obviously. When it was originally released, Stingmon was also a virus in a lot of things. so. 
as much as I don't like the free typing, I'm going to keep it just so it actually fits. <laughs> um, datas would be Yanamon and Kiwimon. And then viruses would be Parasarmon and Flymon. And then moving on to perfects, I couldn't actually complete perfects because I cannot think of another vaccine that would work that isn't Atlacobitariumon. And I don't want to use Atlacobitariumon. <laughs> so trying to avoid using old stuff as much as I can. I'm already cheating. Mm -hmm. I'm cheating a lot here because I use Kiwimon. I will be using one more for perfects from the original <laughs> Pendulum. But um, So Ayatarmon would have to be on there. Scorpiomon. Blossomon is my cheat. That's coming back too. Uh, Teropiamon and Entmon. Like I say, a lot of stuff from the other Zs because I just feel like there was good choices that could have been here making up for and allowing other room and other Zs. And then I can't think of a fifth or a sixth one, but for the ultimates, I went with Bloom Lordmon, um, Ancient Beatmon for vaccines, Ancient Troyamon for data. Cannot think of another data that I care about without going with a fairy, and I don't really want to use Lotusmon, so I, uh, I don't know. Um, but then viruses were Tyrant Cobitariumon and Hydramon, which were both super easy choices, so. Nice, yeah. Ah, Tyrant's good, I didn't think of Tyrant. Like a, lot, a lot of people don't think about Tyrant because Bontai kind of shoehorned him to being <laughs> a super ultimate for Heraclid Cobitariumon these days, so it's a, uh, yeah. But I, I always think of him as my classic little Excel ultimate. So. The little mini guy. Yeah, I like him. So, yeah, I think uh, the one thing I learned from doing this exercise is that we do need more non-virus for Definitely. both plants mm -hmm. and bugs because there's there's a lot of those like almost every bug digimon is a virus it's <laughs> it's incredibly skewed so and what's wild is the one you think would be a virus of sneemon is right. not a virus yeah that's it's vaccine the, that's like one of the Complete only opposite. vaccines yeah and plants like they're i feel like they're kind of mixed between data and um virus but i can't think of like almost any vaccine plants other than ayatarmon and bloom lordmon like they're just not there i think palmon may have been like used as one once but generally speaking palmon remains data so yeah i feel like there's some uh they could have benefit from some more new digimon in that way which at least the plants got parasarmon and teropiamon but they're also both viruses so it just yep. adds to the stigma <laughs> all right so maybe someday maybe someday we'll get a proper jungle troopers device i hope so it also depends on, depends on whether or not we get proper devices again so we'll we'll see <laughs> next year right next year's the progress anniversary so uh, progress 20th fingers don't crossed. get my hopes up don't yeah. get my hopes up well i didn't fully flesh out a complete roster i just kind of thought of some things last night um and, and i definitely just borrowed from i thought of things that because jungle troopers doesn't have a lot of assigned digimon to it so i was thinking what would fit with a jungle troop you know into jungle troopers as well um and de definitely couldn't think of a vaccine at level um so i just said that kind of like you said humulos that probably one of the new digimon would be a vaccine child mm -hmm. um but uh definitely insects and plants but i tried to also look at it as like what would be good digimon to kind of fit the mysteriousness of a jungle like a lost civilization or mm -hmm. kind of things like that in the jungle as well um, so for child level, I have Koemon, um, Floramon, and Funbeamon. Um, also thought a really good honorable honorable mention for uh, a child level that we haven't really seen on a device uh, here lately would be Betamon. I think Betamon would fit nice <laughs> in Jungle Troopers because there's it's amphibian and there's lots of crazy frogs usually in the rainforest. Um, adults, I thought of uh, Baromon. 
um, the the armor Digimon, um, and I was actually looking up. I wanted some, you know, like I said, like some lost civilization Digimon to put in there. And apparently, its uh, reference book describes it as a guardian deity that protects the ruins of a temple in a forgotten jungle. So I was like, oh, it could definitely fit in there really well. Um, I put in Flymon, uh, Sepikmon, uh, and then I put in Namakemon. I thought uh, Namakemon from the Impulse City, a sloth, would fit great in Jungle Troopers, just hanging, hanging out of the trees. Um, and I also thought of an, uh, it's a meme Digimon, but I thought of a new Digimon. So imagine Metal Empire tries to overtake uh, the jungle so it can expand its territory, uh, but Jungle Troopers fights them off. But uh, in the remains, they steal the data of Gardramon and put it into one of their plants, and they make Gordromon. And so it's a plant Gardramon. <laughs> it's a gourd-based Gardramon. Oh, my gosh. Um, like I said, it, that was for the memes mostly, but it'd be interesting. Um, perfect. I also had uh, Ahatarmon. Um, I put Kongomon. Um, I thought that would be an interesting one. Uh, the Maybe the bug that all the, the ancient civilization worships because it's a gold. It's a big gold bug. Um, I put a Soramon in there as well. I thought that would fit well with like the, the whole like... Uh, tribal you know in the jungle feel in uh zamiomon from cross wars i know cross oh, yeah, wars that, that one's actually i completely forgot about that one like i thought he would be really good um because yeah. i think uh honeyland or something in cross wars was where he appeared which was basically a jungle um for ultimates and megas i've got uh lord bloommon i really like him so i wanted to include him so i cool. put uh bancho lilymon i thought that might be an interesting choice <laughs> Um, and Tyrant Kabuterimon as well. And then um, going with the theme of unlock lines uh, for the Zs, um, I thought that Blitzmon's line would be really good. So it would start with Ko uh, Kabuterimon and then Blitzmon Bulgmon and Rhino Kabuterimon as an unlock. And then Tintomon, Tintomon's line is the other unlock. Yeah, that was one of the biggest missed opportunities in the Z, yeah. is that instead of just making it the Agumon and Gabumon show for unlocks, like, they really could have gone farther than that. Like, with O2, right. they put everyone in, right? They could have yeah. easily mm -hmm. done six um, other armor evolutions and six different Adventure 1 um, partners. The, fitting in the Adventure 1 partners would have been a little bit difficult since Palmon and Tentomon basically occupy the same space, but... Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, I guess on that one, Tentomon would be Nature Spirits, and that wouldn't that that would work. There'd be somewhere where it would fall apart, I know, but yeah, I think uh, that would have been a perfect choice for them to do, and would have made me a lot less upset at the rosters on Pendulum Z, since ultimately you don't have like a full forty. What is it? Forty-five characters on each one. You don't really have a forty-five character roster because most of those characters are repeats from the other devices. So right. Yeah, no, I think that would have been awesome. So, yeah, I think those are good choices all around. We definitely overlapped quite a bit on a few of these, so I think. Uh, I mean, you kind of you kind of do it. There's there's not that many choices. There's not when that it comes many choices. It. Which is so let's big... do it half of its new roster. Yes, right. That, that's the biggest reason I wanted to see it because like they really <laughs> injected new life into both Deep Savers and Wind Guardians with that by like just throwing mm -hmm. in a bunch of new Digimon, and it was awesome. I would have loved to see that for Jungle Troopers, but yeah. What, what, what could be so what could have been could have been so all right so moving on from the jungle into more scary stuff we had a new episode of ghost game last night it was halloween themed all around i think that was a 
Have they done that before? Have they actually like themed an episode around? Like, I guess the only other holiday themed episode I can think of is the Christmas stuff in O2. Right. But I actually, I have no idea whether or not that actually came out on Christmas or around Christmas. I, I actually have no clue if it did or not. I should probably look that up or, at some point, but um, it's at least not common in Digimon to do holiday specials. So I like that they did that. I thought that was really fun. I think they've had a perfect opportunity with who they chose to be in the episode. So um, <laughs> what do you guys think of the episode? I really enjoyed it. I actually really, really enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, I, I, I kind of had a feeling as soon as we saw Cosmo though that he was he was gonna be some kind of bad guy. I'm like, you don't you don't show me that and be like, this means nothing. So that was kind of fun. Uh, and there was a, a bit of a lore bomb in this too, which is nice. Started explaining a few things, but not too much. Just enough to be like, here here's some here's some treats to string you along. Uh, the the biggest one was in Goromon when they when they transported into the the digital world. He's like, "This is like the digital world, yes. and not this is the digital world." I'm like, "That's interesting." I'm that curious really if that's, stuck out. Yeah, if that's a no, it actually is the digital world, or no, this isn't the digital world. This is like a like the the gateway between the two. Um, so yeah, th- th- I. I'm a bit of a lore nerd, so I really enjoyed those little bits. And then I, f- I found the animation was a lot better, too, compared to last episode. Because last episode, there was quite a few things that they were there and they stood out. But this one, I was I was keeping a little extra eye on it and everything looked pretty good. Um, pacing felt really good, too. It wasn't like it kind of had a through line. It felt like things kept happening and just like, oh, OK, this makes sense logically. And then Pumpmon, of course, was great. Uh, and then we got to see um, E. Iakimon, Ikakimon. The yeah, the Ikakimon, the crayons, and we that was that was cool because it just also got a uh, it was a Zross Wars winner design, and it just got a card in the card game, and then now it's in the anime. It's like, oh, that's fun. It's kind of neat seeing them pop up now and again. Yeah, and the the uh, the sound effects when they were cart when when Pumpmon was like kind of carving into the pumpkins. Yeah, those were like meaty, like brutal <laughs> sounding. That's very, very good. I, I really like this episode a lot. It definitely kept with the uh, spooky factor. I thought it um, I thought it was overall a pretty good episode. I do think it ended really quickly, though, where um, they attacked Pumpmon and then he mentioned the friends again. And um, Hero was like, well, we can be, your, you know, people can be your friends and not have to look just like you. And then they were it was basically like, okay, bye, and they left and went on with their thing. Um, so I, I, I kind of thought that overall the pacing of the episode was good, but then it kind of was like, okay, we had to wrap this up really quick. Um, I did really like the whole, they accidentally went to the kind of the, I guess the purgatory <laughs> of the digital world, like in between. <laughs> and I, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, they kind of explored that with the third season of Cross Wars as well. That's usually the hunters um, season um, they would go to kind of like an in-between where it was looked like the world but it was very overrun with ve- vegetation and things and it was kind of like an in-between place ever if i remember correctly how they described it um love Pumpmon. i was really happy to get a halloween themed episode so now we have an episode we can definitely always go back to every year to watch um and they are they're really doing well with the the scary part of it it's not just like 
ooh, spoopy for kids, but it's like, no, they really try to make it scary, which is which is great. Knife in the face over and yeah. over. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a, yeah, I had a good time watching it. Um, I was definitely mostly focused on the mechanics that they were exploring. And I was really like, okay, so let's see how this world is. What, what, Cause that's, that's the kind of person I am. I care too much about the world and not enough about the plot going on. I'm a, <laughs> That's the kind of person I am, because you throw like Lord of the Rings in front of me and I'm like, yeah, let's look at this entire history and see what's going on. Whereas you throw something like Harry Potter at me and I'm like, nothing makes any sense and I hate this. <laughs> 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 Sorry to Harry Potter fans out there. But, um, so I, I was really paying close attention to that. And like you said, when Angoramon said this is like the digital world, I'm like, oh, that mm -hmm. is a keyword right there. Hopefully that's a, not a mistranslation or anything, because that's uh, that could really mean something. And it would make sense because... The digital world we see is pretty barren of any actual life whatsoever and it makes it seem like it could be kind of like the network in other series where it's or the what you were mentioning in cross wars just like kind of space between and digimon in that area can interact or at least see the human world and see people wandering around in it but then they you weren't really seeing them walk around in this i don't know i don't know how much of it is just the vital bracelet creating that world to kind of uh, make a maybe there's like two bridges i don't know that's it's uh it's needs to be a little bit more explained to me before i can really decide what it is then i'm glad they're doing it though because like they brought that up in episode one and they've now expanded on it so it's not going to be something that's just going to be dropped it seems it's going to be further explored so i'm not worried about it like in colon if you drop something like this i'd be worried about it because it would never explore it but I'm interested to see where that goes. I was also pleased to see that they brought out how much of an anomaly um, Beetle Gammon's evolution was. I, it, as a VPet fan, I enjoyed Angoramon being like, "No, Digimon are just supposed to grow in a straight line as they get older. Mm -hmm. Why would why would he evolve and go back?" And yeah, that was something like, I noted down too. It was like yeah, the same kind of comment of, "Oh, interesting. That's not common." Yeah, as opposed to like other series, like I remember in Frontier, for example, they presented that as being common because they had like Tsunamon evolve into Gabumon and then go back to Tsunamon. And I was yelling at the screen, like, why is that <laughs> happening? You don't have a tamer. Just... <laughs> so this this one's like very clearly setting some rules. There are some that still need to be explored. Um, evolution specifically. I'm still not sure on what that what limitations of that are going to be because we know Gammon didn't evolve in the last episode. Mm -hmm. And in this one, it did. And Hiro seemed to initiate it. He seemed to be like, Gammon, we got to do a thing. Gammon's like, cool, I'll be red and do one thing. And I'll revert. And the enemy will be slightly on fire, which will let you talk to them. <laughs> very, very <laughs> reused concept there. Um, right. I don't, um, we'll see how that goes. Because so far, the only two times we've seen the evolution has been the exact same sequence of events. So, <laughs> And both times was translated as sore shot. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I, I liked the stuff that Angoramon was bringing out I was very confused about Pumpmon at first and how it was even doing what it was doing like when mm -hmm. they when someone walked in the room and saw Pumpmon carving out a pumpkin with a knife I'm like how is he doing that he's not supposed to be able to actually touch anything in the world so what, what on earth is that all about and then it's like oh wait hold on the pumpkins are his attack I'm going to assume that that knife is also part of his attack <laughs> and that's why he's able to do it it also kind of felt like the girl that walked in like i don't know maybe she didn't actually see pumpmon but did they see clockmon when 
Clockmon yes. was doing. So yeah. I don't understand Dracumon very That's much. That's kind of been my thing too, and like I've been trying to ignore it a little bit. But it's like uh, sometimes they can see him, sometimes they can't. But also, uh, stage has played a role. So chill, the rookies people haven't been able to see. But champions and ultimates, they have. So right. I almost wonder if it's a power thing. If, if they're powerful enough, they just kind of show up even if they're not fully materialized. And that could be the case. And it's it's interesting to me also that these aren't just Digimon that are going rogue in the digital world doing these things. These are Digimon that like fell into a separate mm -hmm. world, mm -hmm. as Angoramon explains. So it's odd to me because like, you know, they've explored that concept in series past with tamers and savers there it was both all about digimon like entering the real world and making a mess but in this case it's like they can't really enter the real world they can only enter a space between and then they can materialize further so it's like there's steps here and there between that so i'm interested to see how that plays a role ultimately in the way this show works and what things they could do further when digimon figure out how to start like actually entering the world instead of just being the holograms and you mentioned vince about cosmo the hologram and <laughs> thinking that was a bigger role and i don't think it was necessarily a small role because i'm wondering if that has to do with why pumpmon was there in the first place if why if maybe the fact that people are calling these hologram ghosts isn't necessarily ignorance to what digimon are but that they really are coming from holograms in some way or the other because that cosmo was obviously glitching out of that out of, of everywhere and mm -hmm. pumpmon emerged from it at one point mm -hmm. so i'm really wondering if that has anything to do with the way these digimon work possibly yeah there's like it's the idea of did it start glitching and pumpmon took advantage of that or did it start glitching because of pumpmon and we kind of saw in the previous episodes with well i guess the just the one of dracumon who or dracumon who was using technology as a way to do their pranks and everything. So it's kind of more of an extension of that. Just it was using it because it was there to be used versus it caused him to come and become the hologram. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I'm hoping they explain that a little bit more because he was covered in those circles too, those little digital yes. circles when yes, he was coming indeed. out. And that's kind of a thing we've been seeing when they, when they kind of mess with technology and whatnot, there's those little digi circles. I think, um, it's definitely interesting where some of these Digimon, it seems like they are purposefully coming to the real world. Like Dracomon seemed like he wanted to come here to mess with things. Clockmon, it seemed like probably wanted to come here to, to suck time from people. But Pumpmon says like when I ended up in this world. So, you know, some of these Digimon are kind of stumbling into this, but I think we're going to see some of these di more Digimon purposefully coming in, um, it's just starting to build maybe there's that force um, that's bringing these Digimon here to, to mess with the real world for a, a bigger purpose. Could be. I'm also wondering, where did Pumpmon go at the end of the episode? Because so far, like, all the Digimon, have we've seen them in the real world, real world doing their thing. They, they left and went their way. But Pumpmon just kind of uh, vanished after they reverted back to normal worldview. So... I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he's still around or what. I almost wonder if he got, like, because of the vital bracelet and that whole thing, he got sent back to the digital world. Like, there is some kind of connection back through it. We don't know yet. Yeah, we'll, we don't. But hopefully we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I was also um, very happy to see the, uh, the child Digimon show up, like, 
can when I saw Canmon pop out of one of the Pumpmon costumes, first of all, I'm like, oh, okay, that explains a lot more as to why that mm-hmm. thing's moving around. But I'm like, hey, there he is. That's cool. A Kakimon I didn't know yeah. was a Digimon that possesses things, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I guess it can. Um, I think that's just the nature of being that. That's the concept of Digimon is they are kind of spirits that are going to possess anything no matter what it is so you think like any other digimon they are digimon could have taken over those pumpkins mm-hmm. if they wanted to interesting yeah that could be the case and so far they've had different ways of interacting with the real world that have been very most of them are like directly with attacks but mm-hmm. i think uh, so I, I guess that's one thing to keep an eye on is that digimon attacks can manifest in the real world seemingly as they want because Mummymon did that with his bandage mm-hmm. parade or whatever the heck his attack is called and then um, Clockmon did so with his time attack, and the only one that didn't work is Jackimon because it requires vision to be able to see. But and also he was little, so like you say, maybe being little does have a lot to do with it. So I don't know. There's a uh, interesting stuff keeps getting set up, and I'm happy about that. As long as they knock it all down, then I'm happy. I, I just mm-hmm. want to make sure that that does happen. But in the meantime, I like that they're just kind of taking this slow in the way that they're introducing everything because we had an episode to introduce Hero and Gamelon, an episode to introduce um, the concept of evolution, an episode to introduce uh, Ruli and Angoramon, and then an episode to introduce Ruli and Hero's how they work together. Like, just an episode all dedicated to that. And I'm liking that. And so now, obviously, we're going to have Kyoshiro's episode, whatever his name is, I think that was it, um, with Jellymon next time. So they're, they're really taking their time and letting you get an idea of how everything works individually before just throwing you all into it. So I do like that. Yeah, I did like the character interactions this episode too. There wasn't a ton of it, but it was still like a kind of at least keeping consistent with the characters and just kind of showing them getting to know each other and just building off of what we've already known. So was, that was a fun one. And, and Gordon is the smart one, 100%. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's like, let's not split up during the spooky time because that's the, the cliche of every scary movies we split up and then we get picked off one by one now nah, he has the uh, the big brain he does also Regan hero apparently not necess- i don't know if he's necessarily like super he seems to be smart he's implied to be smart mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at the very least he's someone who wants to be smart like he he has a desire to learn things like i love the little like fact that he's just sitting there with his notepad taking down notes yeah uh, they're, they're totally uh, showing they're totally showing kind of the dichotomy between the Tamer and their Digimon, because it's very much Hero is like the opposite of Gammon. Gammon's like turkey and oh, what was it? Turkey and treatment. Um, turkey or treatment. Oh yeah, turkey, tur- and, treatment. turkey and treatment. Turkey and treatment. That was great. And, and Hero's like writing down notes, and Goromon's like, "Let's keep it slow, stick together." And we've got Ruri, who's like, "Let's let's just split up and figure things out." So it is showing a lot more of like they're very much opposite of each other, which which works pretty well for me. Yeah. It's also about time we have a protagonist that is kind of that type of person because most of the protagonists are like a hot-headed, just run into danger type people or uh, like really timid. Punch like those, those are the two types of things we've had. We've had the Takuya slash uh, Takatos or the Tai Chi slash um, Tai Chi's. <laughs> and, um, this one, I think it's unique. He's, he's a much more unique character. He's more like Koshiro in a lot of ways, but more... Um, social i guess is the best way to put it yeah so yeah i like it yeah i would say angoramon's definitely like as far as far as smarts is like the brainy knows the data knows the facts the information the background where hero's smart is he's clever he kind of comes up with interesting ways to 
to deal with situations. Yeah, and that does mean that it seems like we'll have the Digimon be like their own characters more so. Like they've always had their own characterizations, but they don't necessarily always get used in plot as major characters in the plot point. So I think that's going to be more possible here because like, you know, everyone loves Gabumon, but Gabumon doesn't really contribute much to the plot. He's just kind of like, yeah, Matt, let's do it. And <laughs> Angoramon is just really being his own thing. So it's like, I like that. I like it that they're giving us a smaller cast, but giving us Digimon that have really very unique personalities um, compared to each other. So again, something we saw in Tamers that I think work really well, and I think it's going to work really well here. It's kind of interesting how people totally accept their holograms now and just like, oh yeah, no, those are just things yes. you have. <laughs> Gabumon's just like crop dust in the principal. <laughs> just eating books. Are you sure this is a hologram? Like... What does he think a hologram is? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, that was that was a beautiful scene overall. Like, I wasn't expecting the fart joke, but it wasn't like a lowbrow fart joke. It was like yeah. it worked. It worked for it. It's like it just happened. Yeah, good heavens. And all right, so yeah, good stuff. Good Digimon episode again. Next week we get a lot of snakes, apparently. Mm -hmm. So they sh who was showing up? They showed off Kuotomon and. Majiramon, at least. Uh, did they show off Sindoramon? I don't remember if he actually... I think a very short, or short segment. Sandiramon. Sandiramon's yeah. a chicken. Sandiramon's a snake. I gotta remember yeah, that. I, I think they showed Quaddle and Sandira, and then, yeah, the, the one at the very end. Okay. I don't remember its name. Um, Majiramon. Yeah. I think it was... A, is it Sandiramon is a diva? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Both of those are. Majiramon yeah. and Sandiramon are both divas, and then Quaddlemon's just an armor, but... Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of options for snake Digimon, so they got to take what they can get. Um, obviously, Orochimon's the other big snake. So. I was going to say, I don't know if they could fit Orochimon in something like this. It seems like it, it's scary, but it seems like a little bit too big. Could be. Could be. But then again, you know, Colin made everything bigger, so maybe Orochimon actually is much smaller. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, So cool. So we'll see that. We'll see what happens with all these snakes and how Jellymon will fit into that. And Yeah, it'll be great. Um, so the last segment of the day is we now need to figure out who this the Digimon of the week is. And to do that, we're gonna get a random number. 248. Alright, number 248. Who is that going to be? Alright, that is Ofanimon. Oh come on, really? Alright, so <laughs> hmm. um so Ofanimon theme these last couple. Yes, yes, it has been. So, Ofanimon is most well known for being in Digimon Frontier. Um, it was one of the major um, helper Digimon that showed up, guiding the Chosen Children, picking the Chosen Children, and working to get the three angels back together so they can make their new hit single. So, <laughs> uh, it was an angel woman Digimon, so obviously everyone's like, oh, Angel Woman can evolve into that. And it kind of supplanted Magnadramon as uh, Androamon's ultimate in some media. So it still kind of goes half and half. Obviously, Colin used both Ofanimon and Magnadramon as ultimate levels. And it has appeared on... Which feet has... Did it, was it on Armageddon Army? I want to say it was. It was. It was on... Okay. Yes. Yeah, it was on... The, yep, it was on the prog. It was also on the Ver 20th. Oh, yeah, it was. It was in mm -hmm. Virus Busters. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Virus Busters got spoiled and got some more uh, ultimates. And then as it's um, 
got a few variants. It has the fall down mode, which appeared in Try and then also appeared in the Pendulum 20th as a Copymon. And then it's also got, of course, two varieties of Ophanimon X, which appeared in the Digital Monster X series, one of which has a wheel. And yeah, so, but we're not talking about those ones. We're talking about just Ophanimon, I suppose. So um, let's hear thoughts. Vince, let's, let's, what is your score for Ophanimon and what do you think about it? I, I've always really liked this Digimon, um, which is typical because, oh, a humanoid Digimon. But the, the armor color and the theming, I've always really liked the kind of gold with that tealy blue. Um, and, and Frontier was a big part of like, oh man, it's like a guiding, helping character. So I've always, I've always liked that character design in terms of, you know, the guardian angel. It's like, I give it like a four out of five. I like it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I would, I'd probably give it, I don't know. I, I don't hate it by any stretch of the means, but I don't like it as much either. Um, so I don't know. I'll just stick it in the middle. We'll go with the three. I think a funny one's worthy of a three. Um, it's, I think design wise, I definitely like Anjouamon's design more. Like, I think it's more interesting and more Digimon-esque, whereas this, this one's a lot more, likewise, I don't much care for Seraphimon for these reasons either. Cause like, I don't like the whole heavily armored angel aesthetic. I like the angels when they're more like full of tattered wings and stuff like, and how Anjouamon has that weird bow coming out of her wrists. Like, I like a lot of that stuff. So, but I don't think it's a bad design. Either. I think Ophanimon's perfectly adequate. Um, I just prefer the the other, like less mechanical angels, and more so I prefer Magnadurban overall. So it's it's always <laughs> a lot of times my problem is is that I I look at certain Digimon and say no, you take the place of this one, so I don't like you <laughs> instead of looking at them by themselves. So I think I have a problem, but yeah, solid three. Ao, how about you? Yeah, I'm I'm debating between a three or a four. I I like the design. Like Vince said, I like the color scheme. I think it's really good. Um, I do like that. Um, I know people say Ophanimon is Magnadramon Erasure, but um, I like the idea of you have Seraphimon and Ophanimon, and then you have the Patamon and Tailmon's beast evolutions would be like Godramon and Magnadramon. Um, so I think I'm going to give it a three. It, it's just, it's a fine Digimon. It's kind of middle of the road. Fair enough. So we agree that Ophanimon is slightly better than average, according to what our uh, scores total up to here. So, all right, I'm good with that. So we'll see what Digimon we get next week. We'll see if we get another one of these uh, tall lady type Digimon here. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's funny because I have so many, so many Digimon to choose from. I went straight for another one of those. <laughs> so, okay. So I think we are good on this podcast for the day then. So that is everything we have to discuss. We'll be back again next week, although I won't, for that matter. But I think I, we're still, we should still be recording um, without me. I, just, I will be traveling and unable to do a recording. So I'm comfortable saying that because by the time this airs, I will already be back. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not going to be able to participate. But there will still be wonderful discussion about Ghost Game Episode 5, The One with Snakes, and other random topics as well. So uh, Vince, Ayo, thank you both for joining me. Thank you everyone out there for listening. If you're not already subscribed, there's a button somewhere on your screen probably. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google. So whichever one you like, if we're not on one you like, let us know and we will figure out if we can put us on that as well. But either way, um, we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya.